Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Opinion Central. Now, today, I am going to be talking about Star Wars and just Star Wars. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is because I got, I got a lot to say about Star Wars. I got a lot of praise for it. I also got a lot of... Uh, the complaints, some some rants, I guess you could say. It's mainly just a rant about The Last Jedi. But I, I have some things I want to talk about. So I want to start off with the first, first trilogy, the original trilogy, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That trilogy is great. I, I, I really... I could still watch all three of those today in one sitting, really enjoy it. There's obviously some hiccups throughout the series, but the the original trilogy is very good. Plot's very good. Empire Strikes Back is arguably one of the best. Well, it's the I, I would say it's definitely in the top five best sequels to a to a movie ever. I'd put it up there with the Dark Knight, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. So it, it that's definitely one of the best sequels I've ever seen, and I, I'm sure it's up there for one of the best movies ever to be released. But the original trilogy, very good. I, I don't have much to say about it other than that. It, it was kind of it was revolutionary when it when it originally came out. It came out in the late seventies. And just the the visuals that George Lucas was able to put together for those for those movies were, at least back then, outstanding. And and even they they still hold up pretty well today. It, obviously, if you compare the CGI and practical effects of A New Hope to A Force Awakens, it's it's not comparable. But if you look at those movies just by themselves. They are very well done and hold up very well in in today's modern uh, era of movies and all that stuff. So now we're moving on to the prequel trilogy, trilogy, and it's that would be a Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Now that trilogy, that's uh, kind of the opposite opposite feelings from the 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 first one because. Well, well, the first thing about the prequels, about their their special effects, is they're they're terrible. They don't hold up well at all, in my opinion. I, I think the original trilogy holds up a lot better in, in terms of just visuals than the prequel trilogy. And the reason for this, when those movies were coming out, this would have been early two thousands. That's when CGI was kind of becoming a thing, but it wasn't blown up it's it's kind of it's kind of like when you see a new phone come out and it has this abstract feature so let's say whenever people brought in wireless charging or i i can't or waterproofing to phones apple which everybody knows the, the company apple making the iphones they usually wait a couple years to release that phone that then would have waterproof or wireless charging a couple years after those features have already been out because they want those features to 
kind of go through some testing and and really they want to release their product that that will be very good in that area whether it's waterproofing whatever it is so so the, the comparison i'm trying to make here is when george lucas came out with those prequel movies cgi was just starting to become a thing it was like he was the the test dummy with cgi and it, it went very poorly if he would have been like apple and would have waited a couple years waited for cgi to develop and become more of a not what it was in the early 2000s let let develop a little more those movies could have been a lot better just from that because if you watch attack the clones the second one the cgi in that movie i, I think 80 percent of the movie cgi probably even 90 it's it's embarrassing how much cgi is in that movie uh but the now that that's what i gotta say about the practical effects i and I, I didn't like it because Another, he didn't use a lot of physical sets because he did a lot of green screen. Like I've said, very bad CGI, very bad CGI on the green screen. But in the originals, he did use a good amount of practical, you know, actual sets, which anybody can agree a, a, a real life set is a lot better than even, even in today's age, I think a real set is a lot better than CGI. So that, that's where he went wrong. That's the first, first thing he did wrong with the prequels. Now, the second second bit would kind of just be the entire plot and the script. The script and the plot. Because not only was the plot pretty bad, in my opinion, the whole you know, rise of the, the Emperor was kind of boring and kind of everything that went on with the, the Jedi. And I, I thought it was all pretty meh. And then the script is, is so terrible. The, the one line I remember, I think it's from the second one, it's or the third, a second or third, it's probably one of the worst lines I've ever heard in a movie, a movie that's supposed to be as good as Star Wars, where it was Anakin Skywalker talking to Padme, who he liked at this point in the movie, and he said, I, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough, not like your skin. Something like that, but... That is arguably one of the worst lines I've ever heard in a movie to this day. So not only was the script garbage, but the plot was also not very well written. And so those all those things put together create a pretty bad trilogy. And and the other problem, the, the other thing he kind of messed up, he killed off two of the coolest characters in the first movie. That would have been Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. Those were the two coolest characters in the in that first movie, and they, they they both die at the end. So that was really upsetting. And then the other thing I think he did wrong was with Obi Wan. Now Ewan McGregor, who who played Obi Wan in the prequels, I think he is the only sustainable like good thing throughout those those three movies. He's the only his his acting is noticeably better than everybody else's. It, Ewan McGregor carries his movies if you were to say they were carried. And so what George Lucas did wrong, in my opinion, instead of focusing those movies on Anakin, I think he should have focused them more on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because when you when you watch A New Hope, which these prequel movies lead up to, you meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. You don't meet Anakin. Yes, you find out Anakin is Luke's father and Darth Vader, but Obi-Wan Kenobi is the person you get to know in those original movies 
or, or the first one, he does die. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, you're 40 years late. But he does die. But Obi-Wan is the character you you connect with in those original movies. So I, I personally believe Obi-Wan should have been the main character in the prequels with, uh, with, with Anakin being a side character. Just like he is in the originals. Anakin is a side character. Darth Vader is a side character to Luke and Leia and all those people. So that, the, that's what I got to say about the prequels. Not the best. Now, I will just kind of a, a quick heads up. I think all the prequel movies are better than The Last Jedi, and I'll get to why that is very shortly. But next on the list is Force Awakens. Now, Force Awakens was released in 2015, and it was over 10 years since a Star Wars movie. And this was the first Star Wars movie released by Disney because Disney bought Lucasfilms. And the hype for this movie, I remember just being insane. Everybody was extremely excited to see this movie. I was extremely excited to see this movie because I grew up with the prequels and the originals, but I never really was around or, or could remember being around when a Star Wars movie was released because when the last prequel movie was released, I was only three or four years old. So I never got to experience a release of a Star Wars film. So this this movie was a, a very big for me. And J.J. Abrams, who directed it, I thought he did a great job. Now, it, you could definitely say it's a knockoff of A New Hope where, I mean, they straight up just build a bigger Death Star. In, even in the movie, they compare it to the Death Star. And they pretty much just at the end of the movie blow up the planet, which is very similar to A New Hope. But the way J.J. Abrams went at it, I thought was... It, it was noticeably different from A New Hope. And I also loved the cast. I, I thought I thought New Hope was done very well. I was upset with Han Solo's death, but I also knew Harrison Ford, who plays Han Solo, hated the role. He always he always that's like one of the ro- roles that he hates the most out of all the characters he played, which is is kind of shocking because you'd think Han Solo would be one of your favorite characters, but I guess not for him. But I, I personally believed J.J. Abrams did a great job on The Force Awakens, and I really enjoyed it. Clearly, a lot of people enjoyed it because it's one of the top-grossing movies of all time. I think it's at like two point two billion, so it it did pretty well. And so after that movie, Disney decided, "Hey, we're going to start pumping out Star Wars." So it was only a year after, maybe a year and a half, when they came out with Rogue One, which was an in-between movie between the prequels and the originals. Now, Rogue One, which it, it would be a spinoff because originally George Lucas said he was going to make three trilogies. And so there was the originals, the prequels, and Force Awakens was the start of the final trilogy. And Rogue One came out and it was a spinoff movie that was set in between the originals and prequels. And I think I enjoyed Rogue One more than Force Awakens. Rogue One was... And and everybody knew that the characters would die at the end because it's said in A New Hope, Le- Leia says people, good people died to get these Death Star plans. So you knew that in the end, everybody was going to die. But I, I thought the way they introduced the characters, I thought the comedy was good. I, I thought the acting was good. The action was good. I, I, I really did enjoy Rogue One. I thought it was, after I saw Rogue One, that gave me a lot of hope for the spinoffs that they were going to come up with 
So Rogue One comes out, and like I said, I think it was maybe 2016 when it would have came out. And so Rogue One's out, and then the next big Star Wars movie, the second film of the final trilogy, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Let me tell you, that was the biggest disappointment of any movie I've ever seen. I... I think The Last Jedi, not only is it the worst Star Wars movie out of all the Star Wars movies, the worst Star Wars movie, hands down, I think it's one of the worst movies in general that I have ever seen. So Last Jedi, first off, it it tries to make a lot of these very stupid jokes. They they, they try to throw in a lot of jokes into the movie, kind of like what they do with Marvel. And it just it doesn't fit in with Star Wars. All these jokes they try to throw in, and the jokes. And this is one thing that really bothered me. The jokes were like moment jokes, where it was a joke of 2017 that they were making. So if you watch that movie in five years, and that's the joke they're making from five years ago in 2017, it's it's just it's very. I think that just kind of ruins the longevity of the movie when you try to make current time jokes in a movie like Star Wars. Uh, the originals, the the reason why they have this longevity and and just a lot of people still love them so much is because they're their own thing. They don't connect themselves to the real world. They didn't make jokes that were popular in the seventies and eighties. They they did their own thing. So when a last Jedi was just kind of hopping on the trend of let's, let's just kind of relate to the audience now and not think about the audience in the future. That it, it, that, that was the first thing that upset me. And that, that was in the first 10 minutes of the movie. They, they did one of the jokes and it was, it, it was just bad. And so the next, next reason why I hate the last Jedi would be the, the pointless, just, the plot itself is is the worst plot I've ever seen in a movie. So for me to explain it really quick, the Rebel Alliance, which are the good guys, they have like a couple ships left, and then they all cram into one ship, so they're all on one big ship going five miles per hour, and then the entire Galactic Empire with some giant Star Destroyers, like at least ten giant ships are just trailing behind this this Rebel Alliance ship, also going five miles per hour, and just kind of slowly shooting some laser beams at it. Now, the reason why that is just terrible, not only is that the most boring thing to watch is a, is a five-mile-per-hour space chase, but also, when you think about it, the, the Galactic Empire is one of the largest forces in that entire... It is the largest force in the entire galaxy. And you would think the the generals of, of the Empire or whatever, or Kylo Ren, the, the lead Sith Lord, or, or, Snow, or Snoke would have been the lead Sith Lord. They killed him off. That was bad, too. I'll talk about that. But you think someone in the Galactic Empire would be like, hey, how about instead of just slowly trailing the rebel ship, which is the last chance of... of people being able to overtake us instead of us just slowly trailing them and slowly shooting our laser beams at them. How about we take our entire fleet of our our thousands of ships we have stored inside of our star destroyers and just blow them up. 
I mean, if I was part of the Galactic Empire, that's what I would be doing. So that that alone just made me extremely mad. And and then we're gonna fast forward a little bit. There's a scene where, and and when movies add just kind of things that happen to a newer movie that so so let me just say in in the last jedi there's a scene where someone takes the ship and they go in light speed into the galactic fleet and like blow everything up and when you see things like that you wonder why wasn't this done before in, in previous movies and they also added some new force things that that Kylo Ren could do with the Force, and you, that brings up questions, why didn't they do that before? Now, I obviously know they didn't do it before because they didn't think about it, but when they do add new things like that into the movies, that does add those questions that you can ask about the old ones. And so, oh boy, there's just so, there, there's so much that goes bad for this film. I'm going to talk about Princess Leia really quick. And so, Carrie Fisher... She sadly passed away, I think it was before the release of the film. Because the film was released in, in February or something. And I think she died in December. And so everyone assumed that she would be done after this movie. And instead, not only do they keep her alive, so I'm assuming for the new one she's all CGI, which also isn't very good when when... The, the, I don't think the technology is there yet for complete CGI of people. It, it's You can still notice a person that is real, and then you can tell the difference if it's CGI. It, it's kind of like looking at a, a very well-done video game character. But not only do they keep Carrie Fisher alive, Princess Leia alive, but they also do this crazy thing where she gets blasted in space... And and when she got blasted in the space, I, I I thought that's when she was gonna die. Kylo Ren, her son, shoots the ship, blows it up, and she flies into space. But instead of whatever happened in space, you explode, implode, freeze, I don't know. Instead of doing that, she sticks out her hand and she force pulls herself back into the ship. And not only does the visual effects in this scene look just hilarious that it's it's so bad but the there's people on the the broken part of the ship who are just standing out there like ready to grab her not with any space mask on or anything and it just it, it's a terrible scene and that 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 was another thing that just really made me upset with the movie and now, now on to the next topic, topic number 18 of why Last Jedi is the worst movie I've ever seen. So there's a lot of pointless side plots. First side plot would be between Finn and Rose. I think her name was Rose. She was the engineer of the ship. They go to this gambling planet, and there's this whole thing about like animal abuse, which didn't really need to be in the movie with like some weird llama things i don't know i haven't seen the movie in a while because i refuse to watch it i i also refuse to buy it. that's the one star wars movie i don't own on blu-ray but they go on the side quest the gambling planet they get a guy to shut down the empire ship or something and then 
pretty much at the end of things, that whole side quest, the side plot was completely pointless. And you don't want to have a pointless side plot in a movie. That it, it's just so unsatisfying, unfulfilling to, to just watch 30 minutes of Finn and Rose on Gambling Planet playing with animals and trying to talk to some people for it to just be for nothing. It, it's, it, it's not good writing. And so that was one of the, the side plots I didn't like. The other thing that I didn't like was with the captain of the rebellion ship. So once the ship exploded, Kylo Ren kind of flew by and blew up a section of the rebellion ship. First off, they killed off General Akbar, who, for anyone who has seen the originals, would know he was in the originals, a beloved character in originals. He also was, I think, in the prequels, and they just kind of killed him off. You, you didn't really even see him die. You just saw like a split second of him blowing up. And so, first thing I gotta state is I think General Akbar should have taken the place of unknown lady that nobody knew anything about. That first off would have made the movie slightly better. Still not redeemable, but slightly better. But so ship blows up, Princess Leia force pulls herself back into the ship, kind of messed up, so she's in a temporary coma, so someone has to step up. It's unknown lady that nobody knows or cares about with purple hair, pink hair. She had some crazy color hair. And she is just super secretive for no reason. So her plan is they're going to take a bunch of escape pod ship things to the, a, a secret rebellion base on a planet nearby and kind of use the big ship as a distraction, so to say. And instead of telling the crew that or anyone i don't think she she just doesn't tell anybody that plan instead of letting people know the plan she decides to keep it to herself which results in a rebellion from poe dameron who's the the pilot dude from force awakens and a couple other people are like she doesn't have a plan so we're gonna do something about it instead of her being like hey i do have a plan this is the plan okay that's great no she's like you know what you don't need to know you don't deserve to know. Even though Poe Dameron's like a high-class general pilot guy. He's he's like top, top level. So it was just her, her – I don't know what she was thinking not telling him or anybody why they were just kind of chilling in the ship for the moment. So that was that was just very boring. And she, she does create the cool scene in the movie when everybody's leaving and she does sacrifice herself to hyperspeed the ship into the – the, the Galactic Empire fleet to blow it all up. That was a really cool scene. And, and the reason why it's really cool, not only does it go... So let me just explain the scene really quick. Everybody gets into the pods that she tells them eventually after Poe Dameron already tries his rebellion. Gets everybody in the pods. They kind of go off a little bit to the side. And the Galactic Empire is like, hey, we're actually going to go after the pods now and not the big ship. So they start focusing on the escapees and purple hair lady is still in the big ship. She's the only one left. So she, she decides, Oh, I got to sacrifice myself to save the escape pod people. So she turns around the ship and galactic empire is like, Hey, do we shoot it down? No, let's just watch her turn around the ship. So she turns around the ship, goes into hyperspace right at the giant 
Star Destroyer. And right when she pulls the lever to go into hyperspace, the screen goes black and white and there's no sound whatsoever and you just kind of see everything explode. And that, it, that, that scene does give the movie some points. I will say that. Gives it some points, not many. Like I said, it's still the worst Star Wars film and one of the worst films I've ever seen. But the scene's cool. I, if there was like a, a top 10 cool scenes in movies, I would probably put that scene in there. But yeah, so she does that. And then everybody goes onto the, the secret base planet. And then the Emperor, um, uh, Galactic Empire, Stormtrooper people follow them. And there's the big battle and Luke, Luke shows up. I also don't like what they did with Luke. They kind of made Luke... First off, they tried to make him comedic in a, in a way. He was like drinking milk out of a weird looking animal. It was like green milk and that wasn't funny. They made him, if you remember, super cool scene in Force Awakens at the very end when Rey's holding up the lightsaber to hand it to Luke. She sees him for the first time ever and we see Luke for the first time since whenever Return of the Jedi was out. And so really cool scene and that goes to credits. And so the start of Last Jedi, it, it kind of starts up with that scene and Luke just kind of takes the lightsaber and then tosses it behind him just to try to get a chuckle. And it wasn't even funny. So, and this is why this movie was so bad. They try to throw in these terrible jokes that just don't work. It might work with Marvel or, or whatever other franchises that they own. They own pretty much everything, but it did not work with Star Wars. They, they try to take a scene that should have been really nostalgic and cool and you know, Luke sees his lightsaber for the first time in, I don't know, 30, 40 years, you, you would expect him to be like, you know, shocked or amazed or, or just something instead of just taking it and chucking it over his shoulder. And, and then just kind of everything else they do with Luke, they kind of made him a little bit of a hermit, kind of insane, saying he was disconnected from the force. I, I didn't really like what they did with him and Kylo Ren, how he was like, oh, Kylo Ren's too strong or it, it was it was just kind of it was bad and then at the end they they say he's gone away with the force or, or turned into a force ghost or, or whatever we don't know but it was bad i don't like how they handled luke i don't mark hamill didn't like how they handled luke he he, he was public about it so that was just poor and then the last thing last thing i can think of think of off the top of my head would be how they handled snoke snoke and raised parents that, that's what i should say so J.J. Abrams, for Force Awakens, set up all these, these things that, that could have been huge in the next next couple movies. He said, who are Ray's parents? We don't know yet. They could be people. They could be someone special. They could be a Solo. They could be a Skywalker. We don't know. Snoke? What's Snoke all about? He could be pretty cool. He could be quite a scary-looking dude. I mean, he already is pretty scary-looking. He's played by Andy Serkins, who's an insanely good actor or, or who's really good with those type of roles. So we got a great actor for him. We've built him up in force awakens. So next movie, he's going to be pretty, pretty big, right? Well, wrong. Not only so, so I should state this now, JJ Abrams does not direct the second movie. They actually hired someone by the name of Ryan Johnson, which is the biggest mistake they've made. So Ryan Johnson had directed The Last Jedi, and he took those, those setups that J.J. gave him, those wonderful plots that 
JJ set up for Ryan Johnson, and he threw them both out. Who are Ray's parents? They were nobody. And who is Snoke? Doesn't matter. He is dead now. It was just really disappointing that he just took those those storylines that could have those plots that could have been great and just threw them out the window. I, I, w- I would have been okay with them saying Ray's nobody and, and she's just some gifted child. That would have been fine. But the fact that they killed off Snoke really upsets me. And so in a final conclusion about Star Wars, The Last Jedi, there obviously I, I said a lot of things. Uh, we're going to go over them really quick. The, the comedy was bad. The whole plot was bad. The whole all the writing was bad. How they handled Luke was bad. How they handled Finn was bad. How they handled Poe was bad. How they handled Leia was bad. How they handled Snoke was bad. Ray Parents was bad. It was bad. It was just bad. Only cool. There were two cool scenes. The one I already told you about with the spaceship blowing up and stuff, and the lightsaber fight with Kylo and Ray when they fought all the Red Guards. That was also pretty cool. But overall, terrible movie. Worst Star Wars movie. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Just terrible. I want to move on. That's what we're going to do. We're going to move on. Okay. Moving on. After Last Jedi, Solo was released. Solo, a Star Wars story. Another spinoff. And this was released... I, I think Last Jedi was released early 2017, 18... I can't remember exactly. I think it was 2017. And then Solo was released quite soon after. I think it was only a couple months after The Last Jedi, that Han Solo, Solo Star Wars story was released. Now, Solo Star Wars story didn't do as well as Disney expected it to. And I think part of the reason why was because after Last Jedi, a lot of people were just extremely disappointed with the Star Wars franchise. I was extremely disappointed with the Star Wars franchise. And so I think a lot of people decided to not go see Solo. Now, because I am such a huge fan of the Star Wars films, I still want to go see it. And Solo was a whole lot better than The Last Jedi. I, The spinoff movies that Disney has released so far have been very entertaining. I liked Rogue One, and I really liked Solo. I also thought the cast for Solo was fantastic. You had Woody Harrelson, who I, I just love Woody Harrelson. He's hilarious. And then you had Chowders Gambino. I mean, Chowders Gambino's he's just he, he can pretty much do everything. So he and he played Lando. And Lando's when when you think of Lando Christian from the, the original prequel, not the prequels, the originals, you thought he you just the one word I would use to describe him is charismatic. That he was just a charismatic character. And so when they announced that Childish Gambino was going to play him, I, I immediately knew that was going to be perfect because Childish Gambino, he is is extremely charismatic, and he killed the role. Childish Gambino, Childish Gambino did a very good job. I shouldn't say Childish Gambino. That's his his music artist's name. Real name is Donald Glover, but he, he killed it, did a great job. And the person who played Han Solo, I, I can't think of his name, did a great job. And then they had the same guy who's been playing Chewbacca since the originals. He's, I think he's like 60 something now. He played Chewbacca. Obviously you can't really tell, but, and and I mean, you don't really need to do much to be good at playing Chewbacca, but he did a great job nonetheless. So solo was, I I really did enjoy solo star Wars story. I, 
would definitely put it above Last Jedi, and I put it above all the prequels too. So Solo was very enjoyable, and Solo kind of rebooted my hopes. After Last Jedi, I was almost complete. I almost lost all my faith with Star Wars because it was just so terrible. And after seeing Solo, uh, it was slightly reignited. It's like I the the Flynn and Stone starting to make some more sparks after after the uh, Last Jedi. I, I lost the Flynn and Steel because it was just so bad. But now I got it. I got it again. It's making some sparks after Solo. And so Solo, pretty good. And now that that leads us on to the next Star Wars film coming out this year. I think it's December twenty second. December 22nd, 2019. I'm pretty sure that's the date. Could be wrong. And it is called Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Now, the first good news I can give you about that film is they're bringing back J.J. Abrams. I think... And the reason why J.J. Abrams didn't direct the second Star Wars film was because he he just didn't want to. It was a ton of pressure, which is understandable. So he didn't want to mess up the franchise. He didn't want to have all the pressure. So he said he would direct the one movie and be done. But I think after he saw The Last Jedi and realized how bad it was, he he uh, th- this is how it went. I, I'm telling you, this is definitely how it went, 100%. He saw Last Jedi. He left the movie theater. He pulled out his cell phone. He dialed up Disney, and he was like, hey, Disney, things went so downhill. Like, like you're, in the, you're in the dumpster fire now. How about you hire me back? I'll try to fix this mess, and you just pay me some money. I think that's how it went down. J.J. realized that. It was a mistake. I, I think if J.J. Abrams directed the whole trilogy, it would have been fair, like, quite good because jj abrams is a fairly good director but i'm hoping that he's able to somehow redeem this trilogy now there are already some things i'm not crazy about with the trailer that's been released not only is he bringing back lando which i i didn't think needed to be done he's bringing back lando and supposedly the emperor because at the end of the the trailer you hear the emperor's laugh and the reason why I think both of those characters are not good characters to bring back are mainly because their, their stories have been completed. The Emperor, we saw in the prequels, we saw his rise to power, and then in the originals, we saw his fall. And then he died. That's, that's, that's what you call complete character arc and story. Gone. Done. And Lando, I mean, you kind of saw what he did. You saw him in the, in the originals. You saw him show up, kind of join the the Rebellion Alliance, the good guys. And then you you kind of... They, le- they left Lando on a good note. He was with the Rebellion, doing good stuff. And they, they should have left it at that. Now, I'm more upset about them bringing back the Emperor. And I don't even know if they're bringing him back, but it, that's what's been speculated. But I'm more upset about that than I am about Lando. Another thing, and I think this would have been a lot better if instead of Lando, or not Lando, instead of the Emperor's laugh at the end, you heard Snoke. Because, like I said in Force Awakens, Snoke was set up to be this really, really interesting villain. He was sadly killed off by Ryan Johnson. And it would have been not only somewhat funny because J.J. would be like smacking Ryan Johnson in the face with this, but it also would have been 
quite interesting if instead of bringing back the emperor, which, like I said, don't know if he is, but instead he brought back Snoke. Because in the second movie, Snoke was cut in half by Kylo Ren's lightsaber, which also was a terrible scene because Snoke was like, I see inside of you, Kylo Ren. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're doing. And then Kylo Ren's like, oops, light, lightsaber, cut him in half. You didn't see that, Snoke. Good job. Just kind of made a mockery of Snoke, I thought. But so Snoke got cut in half. And what JJ could just do is say, oh, Snoke has robotic legs now. That's what they did with Darth Maul in the Clone Wars, the cartoon they Disney made. They actually brought Darth Maul back and gave him robotic legs. So I thought maybe that would be cool if Snoke was still alive and he's here to get revenge because he's angry at Kylo who cut him in half and he's angry at Rey and the rebels because they're good guys. So it would have been really interesting and it could be, I, I don't think they're bringing him back, but it would be really interesting if they brought him back and he was the big villain for the, for the end of the trilogy. So it, it will be interesting to see how JJ tries to redeem the the final Star Wars trilogy after Ryan Johnson crumbled it up and threw it into a fireplace. But uh, I have I have some hope. I have a new hope. <laughs> oh, that was bad. No, but I I I I have faith because I have faith in JJ Abrams. So. I hope that Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker can at least somewhat satisfy me when I walk out of the theaters late December 2019. And I hope that Disney can realize, A, not to keep Ryan Johnson around because they were originally, or they, they were supposedly going to give him a, his own trilogy to direct. I hope they realize that's a mistake. And I hope they realize they should definitely make some more spinoffs because those have been great. I would love one about Obi-Wan. I would love one about Boba Fett. Now, they are making some TV shows for their new Disney Plus streaming service. And I actually think they are making – they might be making a bounty hunter show with Boba Fett in it. I also think they are making an Obi-Wan show. And Ewan McGregor isn't even playing Obi-Wan, which I'm really upset about. But he's supposedly directing it. But like I said – Ewan McGregor was the only good thing about the prequels. He was a great Obi-Wan portrayal. I think he would do great in a TV show. Or maybe they're saving him for the spinoff movie. Disney, come on. I want Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan again. He was just that good. All right, I'm just going to pop in really quick. This is Paul from the future. If audio sounds different, that's because I'm now in a dorm room. So change of environment. But... This episode, it was recorded a couple days before Disney's big media day when they announced a bunch of new shows and stuff. Before It's D23, their, their big announcement kind of weekend. And this was recorded a couple days beforehand. And so, obviously, there were some things about Star Wars, which I talked about a little bit here, and I'm just going to address the two things. First thing, The Mandalorian. They did release a final trailer and kind of talked about that. Now, it's not about Boba Fett. It's about someone who looks pretty much exactly like Boba Fett. I'm pretty much going to call him Boba Fett because he, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, it's Boba Fett. So they're, they're coming out with a show about the not-so-but-actually-is-Boba Fett. And then they're coming out with the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And to my surprise, they actually did cast 
Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, which now I'm like, I'm very excited. And I, I don't think it's supposed to come out until late 2020 or early 2021. But n- nevertheless, Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi-Wan. And I'm pretty sure that that cancels or kind of cancels the idea that I had about an Obi-Wan movie or a Boba Fett movie. I think these shows are kind of the, the replacements, which I'm more than happy with because with a movie, you only get an hour or two of, of seeing this character while with the TV show, you get to see a whole development of throughout a whole series and maybe a couple seasons. So I think that was really cool news and just some other things. The Mandalorian is coming out on September 12th or November 12th, I should say November 12th. And that's when Disney's big streaming service comes out, which I might talk about in a future episode. And then, like I said, the Obi-Wan doesn't come out until in late 2020, early 2021, I'm pretty sure. But I just wanted to, because by the time you're listening to this, D23 already happens. You probably already read the articles if you were interested and were probably questioning what I was saying. Like, oh, why is he saying, I wish Obi-Wan was in a TV show when he actually is? Well, that was because episode was recorded previously before D23. So I'm here now in the future pretty much to tell you, well, I'm going to be in the past when this is released, but I'm in the future of the previous audio it's really weird, but I'm just here to, to tell you, yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor's returning, and they're making a Boba Fett, not Boba Fett TV show. Really cool stuff. And now I'm going to let you return to the last minute and 16 seconds of the podcast. Enjoy. But I would really enjoy to see some, some more spinoffs, and I'm really kind of very... Uh, scared i guess too looking forward to the the next and final movie of the star wars third trilogy and the final trilogy that george lucas promised so many years ago so that's been it for opinion central i hope you all enjoyed my my talkings of star wars and what i think of it and my thoughts on the state of star wars and what i thought about all the movies and my really long rant about The Last Jedi, which I can't emphasize enough, is a terrible movie. And I, I can barely go through the first 10 minutes of it anymore. So that's been it for me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did like it, subscribe to the podcast. Give the podcast a thumbs up. Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, some strangers on the street. Just, just whoever, and I'll see you next week. Peace. No, but seriously, guys, Last Jedi, it's its the worst movie I've ever seen. Worst Star Wars movie, worst movie. Just just don't go watch it. Don't, don't waste the two hours, please. Don't buy it on Blu-ray. Don't give them that kind of money. And if you already saw it, I really, I apologize because it, 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 it's terrible. Like, it's so bad. <sighs> really bad. Anyway, see you guys next week. Hope you have a good day.
Goodbye.